On today's episode of Do Laws, Ben Shapiro's dangerous rhetoric. But is it dangerous? I'm Levi Bimba, and this is Do Laws. So Ben Shapiro is the premier political commentator on the right. He has amassed a huge following on social media. He has about 10 million followers on YouTube and Facebook alone combined. But he's extremely brilliant. He's well-read. He's a clear thinker, articulate, eloquent in his speech. He talks a lot faster than most of us can think. He just has a vast array of gifts from the Lord, and he's using them to promote conservative uh, political and social Uh, qualities in the earth. A lot of them that we agree with as Christians because he's getting his information. His foundation is in the Old Testament, which is where we get most of our uh, understanding of of life and and truth and morality because half more than half of the Bible is written in the Old Testament. So he's not a Christian. He's not he has not accepted Jesus as Messiah, but he does have a grasp of objective truth, of objective understanding coming from God, because God is the one who gave the law to Moses, and he as a Jew believes that. Uh, as an Orthodox Jew, I should say, because not all Jews actually believe the, the Jewish history, their own history. But from someone who has listened to a lot of his podcasts and his speeches and his discussions over the, la- over the last seven years or so, he's been extremely consistent in his views from everything from the economy to social, cult- cultural issues to geopolitical issues. So he's been fairly consistent as far as I've listened to him. And even before that, he's been in public life for the last 20 or so years writing. And uh, I think he was the youngest columnist ever to have a syndicated column, nationally syndicated column. So very smart guy, very brilliant guy and a very gifted guy. But so when the CBC News came out with an article and CBC is a Canadian broadcast company, they came out with an article talking about how the rhetoric from from Ben Shapiro can really lead others to extremist content, to uh, content that really should not be allowed on the Internet. Uh, it piqued my interest and I wanted to know exactly what this article said. And he even talked about it on his podcast and gave a pretty good defense about his views uh, regarding what he believes and what he has said over the last several years of his life. So I wanted to read the article and make some comments on it and even play you a clip of what he had to say regarding some of the comments that came up in the article. So the article is entitled, It's a Slippery Slope, How Young Men Fall into Online Radicalization. Reed Brown remembers the first time he got sucked in by the algorithm. He was just 13, watching videos after school when YouTube started pushing him to controversial content. Now, um, I may be picking nits here, but when it says he got sucked in by the algorithm, again, we are sentient beings. We are made in the image of God. We have choices. We have decisions that we make every day uh, regarding what we want to do, what we don't want to do. So when it says we got this kid got sucked in by the algorithm, he is clicking on videos by his own volition. There's no gun to his head. There's no force that he is being made to go onto YouTube and watch videos for a certain amount of time. He's watching videos that he likes to watch, and he's clicking on videos that seem interesting to him. And the algorithm is just using what he likes and pushing more content to or showing him more content that he w- would be more likely to click on based on what he's already been clicking on. So he's not a victim of the algorithm. The algor- algorithm is working as it's supposed to using the interests and likes of people who are watching videos on YouTube. That's what it's based off of. As time went on, the videos became increasingly extreme, says Brown, who's now 21. It started out pretty benign, he recalls. You're watching something about teen fashion, 
And then the next thing you know, the algorithm would push you to a Ben Shapiro video. Though Shapiro describes himself as a conservative political commentator, his views are controversial and some are outright discriminatory. He suggested, for example, that the transgender people suffer from a mental disorder. So, again, when you use terms as controversial, discriminatory, extreme, what are these terms based off? And what is the standard that this person is using? I don't know what their standard is. Um, you can guess from what they're writing that they're left of center, at least. So they have views that are based on whatever really, in a sense, feels good for their the common man or feels good for individuals. If that includes abortion, if that includes homosexuality, if that includes transgender, tra transgenderism, if that includes building up a welfare state, it's all it's all fine and, and well and dandy. But if you have views that are right of that, then you're extreme, you're controversial, you're discriminatory. And none of what Ben Shapiro has said, as far as insofar as I'm aware, has been discriminatory, has been treating people differently based on what they look like or where they come from. His whole worldview is that you treat people as individuals, which I think is the biblical worldview. You are impartial to people. You treat people different. You treat people equally because they're made in the image of God. That's where we get our value from. No matter where you come from, what nation you come from, you are made in the image of God and you have no other. There's no other reason why we should treat you differently other than the fact that if you break laws, if you do things that are evil, like even in Ben Shapiro's case, which I think is rightly expressed because the Bible talks about this. If you rape somebody, you, he believes that you should have the death penalty because that's what God prescribed in the Old Testament. If you rape somebody, you deserve to die. If you kill somebody, you deserve to die. Uh, and I can talk about this in a later episode, but I, I don't even think we should have prisons because the Bible doesn't even promote the idea of locking somebody up for doing something wrong. He promotes finding somebody, beating somebody or executing them. So if you want to talk about prisons, I would say we should. Yeah, I agree with the left. We should abolish prisons. But we need to start with the fact that if you're a murderer or a rapist, you deserve to die. That's I think that's the law of God on display. And, and I think it would be good for society. But the article continues and it says, while Shapiro is not affiliated with any hate group, experts in media, gender studies, and the radicalization of young men say that the commentator's content is prevalent in online extremist communities. And again, what, expert in media, how do you become an expert in media? Uh, how do you become an expert in gender studies? If you're an expert in gender studies and you're telling us that a man can become a woman or vice versa, how can we trust that you're an expert? Because that is that that is the opposite of gender. That is the opposite of sex. That is the opposite of how God created a male and female. Genesis one tells us. And if God is the creator of men and women, and He's the creator of sex and the distinctions between the sexes, who are you to say you're the expert on gender studies when you're going against the op? You're you're you're, you're on the opposite side of what God has revealed as His own creation of male and female. You're not an expert. You're a fool. The Bible would call you. So and and again, what is radicalization of young men? Is it more radical to believe that men should be men and women should be women, as Ben Shapiro talks about in the clip that I'll show you about how he believes men should be men? And he says, how is that controversial at all? And I'll play the clip for you here. I just have a couple of questions about that particular paragraph. They say the exposure to controversial views about mask. What are my controversial views about masculinity? What are they? That men exist? I'm, that, I, I don't think that's particularly that, that men should. Finish high school get a job, get married, and take care of their kids without abandoning them? Is that the controversial view about masculinity? Is, is the controversial view about masculinity that men should be responsible husbands and fathers? What, where, what's controversial? If that's controversial, it's just because society is insane, not because what I'm saying is controversial. He's exactly true. If, it, if that's controversial for men to be men and be responsible and care for their children and marry women and, and not objectify them, he's not the one insane. It's society that's insane. It's the world that is insane. 
and that and that does not want to go along with what God has ordained as the right way to live as a man, as a woman, as a child in society. The article continues and says that uh, though TikTok's decision to remove influencer Andrew Tate's account for misogynistic content, the company said violated its policies, put the discussion in the spotlight. The personal stories of people like Brown offer unique insight into the effect the content can have on teen boys. The videos Brown watched as, as an early teen were often misogynistic, he said, and it started to affect the way he thought and how he interacted with people at school. I remember repeating some sexist attitudes, things about the wage gap, especially when I was hanging out with my guy friends. We were repeating all these things we were seeing on the Internet, a lot of sexism and misogyny. Now, I, I know of Andrew Tate a little bit. I've watched maybe one or two clips of him talking, and he's an unbeliever. He does not he does not speak uh, with with the with the mouth of somebody who's been regenerated by the grace of God. He does not. Uh, treat women or talk about women in a way that is right and good and just and holy. So, again, if the world's going to use the standard of him being misogynistic, they're probably right because I'm, I'm I would guess that he is, just based on the of the few clips that I've seen of him. So, if they're removing people based on misogyny, mis misogyny, I think that's fine. I mean, it's their platform; they want to do that. But to label people who have views of men should treat women responsibly, men should love women, men should care for them and, and honor them. How is that objectifying them? How is that extreme or radical for Ben Shapiro to say something like that? And how is that radicalizing young men? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. And as far as the sexist attitudes about the wage gap, it's not really sexist to say that there is a wage gap. If the wage gap exists, we, we ask questions as why does it exist? Is it because people, companies are just wanting to pay women less than men for the sake of doing so because if they wanted to do that why not just hire all women there's other things at work women actually have their own wills as well they desire to do things that they want to do and if they want to uh, stay home and start a family if they, if they want to work less hours uh, than their male counterparts to stay at home with their kids which i think would be the best thing for women to do is to stay at home with their children and, and grow them and care for them and love them in the way god again designed it this is not levi's opinion this is the this is what god has prescribed in his word then that's there's no there's nothing wrong with that and if that creates a wage gap that's not sexism at work that's just the world at work and that, that's how and that, that's how god would have society built at, at this point in time so it's not a sexist thing to say that women are being paid less than men unless they're being paid less than men because they're just women that would be obviously sexism so again, this this is just a picture of how the world is looking at rhetoric that's coming from the right side of the aisle, which generally lines up with what Christians believe regarding men, women, uh, the roles in society, the roles of parents, the roles and the importance of fathers and husbands and wives and mothers and, and the relationship between family, uh, children and their parents. All of these things that the right talks about, and especially Ben Shapiro as a religious Jew and, and many that work alongside him, like Matthew or uh, Michael Knowles and and Matt Walsh, they say a lot of good things that are true based on what the scriptures say. So we as Christians need, need to re, need to be reminded again that the world is not there to appease us. They they are demanding us to acquiesce to what they have to say. And if they can label us extremist radical radicals and justify getting us kicked off of platforms, they're going to do so. And they're already trying to do so. And they're starting with the most prominent people in society, like Ben Shapiro and others who agree with what he says and, and what he and what he stands for. So we need to be on the alert that we need to be uh, <laughs> making sure that what we are saying, we're speaking the truth in love, but we're still speaking the truth and recognizing the fact that the world is not going to tolerate what we have to say much longer, especially on these online platforms. So thank you for listening today. And I will see you on the next episode of Do Loss.